I'm McKinney Smith. In 2009, while going through a divorce, I decided to jump straight into entrepreneurship. In 2012, I lost my sister and asked myself, what legacy do I want to leave behind? Since then, I've become a serial entrepreneur, helping other women publish their books, produce their podcasts, and reach their big goals to walk in their greatness. I realized the importance of sharing our stories of resilience and how it can be another's guide to walk in a manner worthy of their calling. We are blessed to be a blessing. So get ready to be blessed with an inspiring testimony. Hey, Legacy Leavers. Thank you for joining us on the Walk in My Stilettos podcast, where we have conversations with amazing women that are letting us step into their shoes. I help women to own their voice so they can create impact, prosperity, and legacy. I get inspired when I see another woman succeeding, but what interests me more is her backstory and her mindset on how she got there. So today's guest is about to bless us with her testimony, and since you're already here, you may as well subscribe. Today we have Dana Ruby Martin. She is a mother of five, a wife, a brand and lifestyle photographer, a registered psychotherapist, and co-founder of Revival by Martin & Co. Sustainably Handcraft Wood Watches. She's on a mission to help uplift women from where they stand. The mission of Revival by Martin & Co. is to redefine what a watch should be. They've partnered with Water Aid Canada, Sick Kids Foundation, and some of the world's leading timepiece manufacturers. Committed to sustainability, they do not cut down or damage any trees for the production of their wood watches. They use only reclaimed wood, sustainably sourced from the finest wood from various places around the world. Please welcome to the show, Dana Martin. McKinney, goosebumps. Oh my God. Thank you for such a beautiful introduction. Like my eyes are like getting a little bit watery here. <laughs> Thank you for that. You are so welcome. You know, it, it always surprises me when a woman is shocked or, you know, hearing their own bio. I'm just like, but but that's you. That's what you do. That's who you are. <laughs> wow. Like, it, you know, it's just not something you hear. You're just, you know, you're plugging away, doing your thing and you don't really ever, I don't know. You just like made me feel like, wow, like <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but that's how I feel about you. I'm like, wow, she's oh, awesome. <laughs> you're pretty amazing. Well, you just made my day with that intro. I think I'm just going to relish in that for a couple of seconds here. <laughs> no, that's what we're here for, here. To, <laughs> to uplift each other. That's what we're here yes, for. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, what an honor to be on your podcast, Bikini. Such an honor. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. It's, I mean, I'm, I always feel blessed every time a woman says yes and agrees to come on and share their story. Um, you know, all of you women are so amazing. And from the moment that you and I met, Dana, it's been like fireworks. Uh, <laughs> I have the energy has just been intense. <laughs> Yeah, like seriously, the minute, the moment I saw you, our energy just was like, whoosh. It was absolutely incredible. Yeah, loved it. <laughs> so to, to everyone who is listening, a quick little backstory. Um, and this is why I love social media. I believe social media can be a beautiful thing. I, you know, I guess for some people, you know, they had their own perception about it, but I believe it's it's what you use it for. It's what your intentions are with it. And I love to make deep connections through social media. And I love to take those connections offline. So Dana and I originally met through Instagram and we, we, I think we, we had a mutual friend on Instagram. Um, We connected through Instagram. We ended up having a phone call and we were just like, so inspired by each other that we decided to connect in person. And even in person, the energy was like that day was just electric. Um, Dana took my pictures, but we had like spiritual moments within there. And I was just like, she is absolutely amazing. We are going to be best friends for life. Um, she stuck with me. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sticking with you through and through to the end, my friend. Like you actually don't have a choice now. <laughs> I just couldn't believe, you know, like on social media, same. Absolutely. I am a connector. I love connecting with people. And like, 
really connecting. Like the superficial stuff is great, whatever, but like, I just want to get into the meat of who you are. And we really Mm -hmm. were able to do that during our photo shoot. And, um, but yeah, like even, even when I first saw you on Instagram, you had the same, basically the same post-it note on your mirror. And I just Mm -hmm. couldn't even believe it. I'm like, what? There are other (laughs) beings who actually like write this out on their mirrors and read this every morning. Like I got to meet this girl, like absolutely need to meet you. (laughs) And and it was all along the lines of like, let me be a vessel to the Holy spirit or the highest truth, infinite spirit um, for the highest and best good of all concerned. And it was something along those lines. And I mean, I'm sure you're like me, you probably change (laughs) your post-it notes several times. Because you evolve and you expand and then there are new insights that you want to add to that mantra. And, mm-hmm. uh, but, but it was just wild to me that at that exact specific point in time, both of us were like right there on the same spiritual path with the same wording. It was, it blew yeah. Up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a huge believer in affirmations and I remember there was a point in my life where I had them everywhere all over my house. I had them inside of photo frames. I had them written on the mirror. I had them on post-it notes. I like, I think my kids are like, seriously, mom. So (laughs) now um, (laughs) I do my affirmations every single day. I write them in my gratitude journal. They're on a a board in the kitchen and then I've got some on my mirror. So I've, I'm going to say I've um, brought them down a little bit so that the kids can feel like, you know, there's not words written on everything in the house, but yeah. you know, then I've got my, my room that's com- completely decorated and resilience is my superpower. So I have my, my affirmation bedroom. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I grew up, this is how I grew up. So I grew up single mom, only child. Okay. And my mm. mom was this fierce, courageous entrepreneur and she, her backstory would be really interesting actually. Um, And so she made a decision the minute she got pregnant that she was going to switch things around and she was going to be the best version of herself for her unborn child. And she did that. She like she started me at a very young age on this path of affirmations on our mirrors, post-it notes. You can do it. If you believe it, you can achieve it. Like this is how I grew up. Mm -hmm. And never once did she ever ever complain about any financial strife. She never complained about being a single mom. She just was like always in gratitude, always thankful, always eager to to do new things, to bring in money for the family. And she had no shame about it. Like Mm -hmm. she would do these ridiculous hours, Makini. She would work a job through the day. She would come home. Then she would leave and work in a bar in the nighttime. And then she'd come home like in the wee hours of the night and little me would be waiting for her to count her tips with her. <laughs> you know, like, Yeah, just like <laughs> all these things, you know, and she was just like, you know, Uh, she would be so grateful. She'd be like, Dana, thank you for just being such a great daughter. Like, I know I'm working a lot around the clock and you are always there the minute I get home with toast and tea and ready to like count my tips. And I don't know. I just feel like I had such a blessed childhood. Um, And she just carved the path for me and, and really showed me that we are resilient and we can continually evolve into our highest truth. We just have to like really you know, be conscious and mindful of what feels right versus what doesn't and Mm -hmm. and owning it. If it doesn't feel good, you don't have to explain to anyone else why you're choosing the path you're choosing. She just never apologized. It was so good. It was so good (laughs) to to watch her example. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful example. You know, they, they talk about things trickle down. So kids don't necessarily listen to what you say. They watch what you do. Right. Absolutely. So you seeing that example is a beautiful, a beautiful start. So speaking of your childhood, before we get into how you got to where you are today, um, share with us, because I believe like as kids, we, you know, have such a vivid imagination and, you know, desire and vision for what we want to do before society tries to reshape us. So I would love to know, like, what did you want to be when you were a little girl? Oh, this question is so good. Okay. So, (laughs) you know, you know what I love about you? You like (laughs) will ask a question or you'll say something and it just rings already so true to me. Like I already have goosebumps again, because to answer this question, I will use an analogy. So let's say you have a box of crayons and you know they have a billion colors in them. 
So even as a child, I would always use up the red crayon first. However, mm-hmm. all of the crayons needed to get equal attention <laughs> by the time that red <laughs> crayon was used up. And so to answer the question of what did I want to be when I was a child, there's like one billion answers. Like I wanted to be a choreographer. I wanted to be a veterinarian. I wanted (laughs) to be a photographer. I wanted to be a mom. Like there is a billion things I wanted to be. There was just no cap on it. Like no complete direct directive focus, if you will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I very much was like, I am going to follow everything that feels good and I'm going to dive into it 100% and see where it leads me. And if it doesn't lead me to fulfillment, then I'm going to get on a different path. Right. I love that. Yeah. I so love I that did, <laughs> like I didn't really have like, it was a billion things, right? And to this day, McKinney, I'm still like that. And I have no apologies for it. Yeah, and you definitely should not because you're amazing at everything that you do like <laughs> I, I look at you being a mom of five and how you interact with your children and even the beautiful photos that you have with them on Instagram and like then I see you know your photography work that you do and how beautiful the magic that you made when we did our session together and then your watch company like you, you don't have to you know, put yourself into a box. You're creative. You're amazing at what you do in all those areas. Oh, McKinney, thank you. Because you know what? Here's the thing. And I want women to understand this too. You don't have to put yourself in a box and you certainly don't have to be a master at everything that you do. You just Mm -hmm. have to have fun along Mm -hmm. the way. You know, like don't get so wrapped up in it being perfect because there is perfection in this world. And that perfection lies in nature. It, Mm -hmm. it, 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 the whole concept of perfectionism is just this like illusion that we're trying to attain society's idea of perfection. And it's so bogus. It drives me bananas. Right. I agree. (laughs) Yeah. We're all actually perfect as we are. Yeah. And from where we stand. And if we're standing in a pile of shit right now, well, that is perfectly where we need to be because Mm -hmm. it's the perfect opportunity for us to look down at the shit on our feet and say, I don't want to stand here anymore. (laughs) I think I'm going to stand over there. Yeah. Right. You know, I truly believe like I'm so you already know I'm I'm a nature lover. Um yes. I used to be that girl that was like, yeah, I don't I don't do outdoors. Um, but the last two years <laughs> I have been exploring the outdoors and falling in love with just being in nature and my nature walks and connecting with, you know, the animals and you know, grounding myself and touching the earth and all those things. But like when it comes to perfection as people, I believe that the idea of perfection can be toxic because it causes a lot of us to procrastinate. It causes a lot of us to not move forward or to take any action because we're afraid that it's not going to be perfect. But Ugh. there's we can't get to you know, this place of excellence without trying. Like we have to learn to do things. Like we we evolve to that point. We don't no one starts out perfect. And honestly, if every single one of us was perfect, like God would be out of a job. Like, <laughs> like honestly, it's yeah. who we are along the journey, getting to know who we are, getting to know what we enjoy. And at the same time, being able to serve and make an impact. And it's, I honestly believe like the creativity and what we learn along the journey <laughs> yeah. is the most important part. Absolutely. Like 100%. And, and, and again, just look at nature. It's our whole concept of air quotation perfection. The word itself has just has all these negative connotations attached to it that it just doesn't need to have. You mm-hmm. look at a tree, every single part of the tree is not identical. There's all these air quotation, you could call them imperfections, but really they're perfect. Mm-hmm. Like it's really quite perfect. Everything, the way that, you know, the earth spins like in perfect proximity to all these other planets without colliding. How perfect Mm -hmm. is that? Like it just blows my mind, (laughs) you know, like when a baby's being formed in a woman's body, the woman doesn't actually have to think about it. It just perfectly runs its course and does what it needs to do. And if that child is born with air quotation, a defect, 
which is, again, society's view of something different, Mm -hmm. that is not imperfection. It is perfect. It is the perfect path for that child and what that path is going to be in their unfolding of their life. That defect is there for a very specific reason. And it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, I just feel like a whole mindset shift in the way society views perfectionism uh, is it is evolving, McKinney. It really is. And it's because of people like you and all these other amazing women out there that are taking a stand and saying, hold on a second here. Like who decided what perfectionism was? Right. A minute. It's marketing so that I have to buy something to make myself feel perfect. Like how bogus. It's exactly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that 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 part i'm going to say that part because a lot of especially women like and i don't how do i say this um i got rid of my cable back in 2012 when my sister passed away cuz i was like i can't take any more of the negativity on the news and i can't you know consume any more of the stuff that was destroying my soul mm-hmm. um but i realized like a lot of the commercials make us feel like we're lacking something so that uh, we could buy uh- the image of perfection that they've created. And there are a lot of people of all different sizes, colors, backgrounds, and sexes that didn't feel included in that because we weren't included in their idea of perfection. And then we started to look at ourselves differently and because we didn't see that representation. We didn't have the image of what it is that they were trying to sell us. And that's why we've got so many people today like struggling with self-image and and body image issues and all these things because of these ads and commercials making us feel like we lack and we need to look like their idea of perfection. Ugh. Amen. <laughs> it is so horrific, McKinney. It's so mm-hmm. horrific. Like, mm-hmm. it's heartbreaking. There just isn't even words for it. And, you know, you're a mom. And so the minute I became a mom, I became that much more conscious of what I was consuming in terms of the noise of the TV or the newspaper or whatever, all of that, the same thing, because Mm -hmm. there is not equal representation. Mm -hmm. And everything that you said, like, I don't know, it's heightened when you have kids and you see that they come out absolutely perfect with total self-confidence. They don't give up. They are going to try walking 1 billion times, even if they fall on their face 1 trillion times, 3 trillion, 1 trillion. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't stop them, right? No, it doesn't. I love it. Uh, You know, it's funny you say that. I had a conversation with my kids in the car yesterday and my son was like, how did dimples even happen? Because he has a dimple and it's like so adorable. I think he's like the cutest kid ever. So he's like, how did dimples even happen? And his sister's like, it's a birth defect. So, so, oh. he's, so he's, he's a very smart kid, very, very intelligent. So he says, he goes, well, actually all of us being born are technically a defect. Did you know that human beings, like if you look at the size of the pelvis and the size of children that are coming out, that that's actually um, not normal. And like he went on this this thing about humans actually being defects. And then we had to to talk about how beautiful his, his dimples are and how beautiful everyone is and how they are born and how they are created and how no matter what we look like, no matter how we came out, we are born perfectly in God's eyes. Like our spiritual yeah. DNA is perfect. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so, okay. So tell us, you wanted to be all of these different things. You are a creative Tell us the story of how you got to where you are presently. Well, I don't know that I could just put that in one (laughs) little nutshell because, you know, I am like a squirrel just picking up nuts all over the place. There's not like one direct path. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the beauty of it. That's what people need to hear that, you know, the beauty in the pivots and the beauty in, you know, how you may have started one thing and it evolved to another thing or, you know, it opened up an opportunity to another thing. That's that's what people need to hear right. because it's never a straight path. No, it really isn't. It really isn't. You know, like, I don't know, like when I was seven years old, we had, so as I said, my mom was a single mom and I was an only child and we didn't really have any immediate family, like really around us, supporting us. It was literally us, essentially. Mm-hmm. 
And so she decided that she was going to buy a semi that we would live in. Mm -hmm. And it had extra rooms. We only needed two rooms. So she would rent the room out to tenants. And we had one particular tenant who was renting the room out. And it was a younger girl. And she was a Buddhist. So here I am, seven years old, and I am just like a sponge for all things spiritual. And it started when I was seven. So I started reading Siddhartha, um, which is essentially part of the Buddhist, um, I guess we could call it religion. And then, then that turned into me wanting to read the Bible. And the Bible is not the easiest material for a seven-year-old to read. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that my journey all started with spirituality, McKinney. If I have to like circle back to one thing, which, mm-hmm. you know, we just said we don't have to, but for me, that really was my, my go-to thing. And within that, I think I realized that really all things are possible, that Mm. we have an indwelling God, like even Jesus says multiple times in the Bible, like, um, the, I am the father and the father is within me, Mm -hmm. um, Along those lines, like that's not actually how he said it. But, <laughs> but you, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> you know the reference that I'm, I'm yes, and, and multiple times he's like, it's the father within that does the work. Like it, it's not me doing this; it's the father within me. And so I think at a young age, I was like, wait a second. So we all have God within us, you know, like mm-hmm. a little young child being like, wow, God is actually within us. And God can do all things. And if he's within me, well, then, heck, I'm going to have a run at this too. Yes. So I think that that is part of the path for me. It was just like, hey, I'm going to just try anything and everything and just see what happens and what comes out of it. So, yeah. For me, you know, I I went to school, went to university. Then I ended up doing my master's and that was awesome. It was all like problem-based learning. I was dropping out every other day, McKinney. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Be- because I just wasn't a fan of, you know, I don't know, we won't get into that, but any- <laughs> that was a real thing. <laughs> um, creatives don't like to be put in boxes. Let's just say that. I get you. I and get I you a thousand percent. Definitely feeling put in a box and, you know, being put in a box with my my college and still feeling put in a box with that. Anyways, that's another day, another story. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, But yeah, then my husband and I, we traveled the world for a number of years and then I was told I would never get pregnant and lo and behold, I got pregnant and uh, yeah, just miracle after miracle, McKinney. Like literally, I feel like a magnet for for miracles, and it's nothing in my doing. I mean, <laughs> it really isn't like my doing. I don't take responsibility for it <laughs> at all. I, I I have goosebumps right now because I'm like, you were told that you would never have kids, and you have five. Yeah. It's crazy. And I had my fifth baby on my 40th birthday, McKinney. Like, amazing. I'm just so blessed. <laughs> so incredibly blessed. And like, wow. everything about having our fifth baby was totally illogical. I was on bed rest with every single one of our children. Our first baby was born. My water broke at 26 weeks. It was wow. like, everyone around me was like, in panic mode, McKinney. And I was like, why? it's going to be fine. They're like, no, your water broke. You're 26 weeks pregnant. Like this is not good. And I was rushed in an ambulance to the hospital. And the whole time I'm, I kid you not, maybe I'm delirious. I think maybe I'm just delirious. But honestly, I was like, you guys are like making a fuss over nothing. Like this is going to be fine. Like, are you okay? Do you need a cool cloth on your forehead? Like I was like, so fine. And everyone was like crumbling around me. And so, yeah, we got to the hospital. I was in, had to be put in a wheelchair because you can't move. You know, I'm contracting. This is my very first baby. And they get me in and they're pumping me full of drugs because they're, they're the baby's coming. But I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> so literally held the baby in for as long as they would let me. At 31 weeks, baby's still in McKinney. They're like, you are wow. an anomaly. They're like, this is an anomaly. We've never seen anything like this. Apparently, my membranes resealed um, and baby was held in. They actually had to physically pump me full of oxytocin and break my water for the baby to come. 
Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. And then he was born with respiratory issues, hooked up to monitors, like uh, you name it. Like it was intense. Um, but he lived, obviously. And mm-hmm. I mean, we were in NICU for eight weeks with him. And I don't even know how I got through that time. Uh, at one point, I looked over and the oxygen was titrated way to higher levels than what it should have been. And I, at the time, had just having completed my my master's, I was very like, uh, for some reason, cardiorespiratory stuff came to me very easily. And I saw that this oxygen was titrated incorrectly. I ran and got a nurse. She came and she was like, oh my gosh, your baby would have had brain damage if that was on for Oh even- my God one more minute. And I just felt like the whole time, McKinney, I was being carried by angels or something. And it was phenomenal. I was so strong, like almost an out of body experience. Mm -hmm. Then we got our baby home and I was a disaster. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) what just happened? Oh my gosh, what is going on? Like it was intense. And like, he couldn't eat, he couldn't breathe on his own. Like I'm talking every possible monitor was hooked up to this poor little sweet pea. And now he's going to be 13 and he's amazing. So then just so amazing. So then every other baby after that, I was very closely monitored um, went into labor early with all of them except my last baby. So it was totally illogical for us to get pregnant with our fifth baby. But I mean, my heart and my soul felt her presence before she was here for years that it just, mm-hmm. there was nothing that was going to stop her from coming. And it was magical. Like, I just feel so blessed. I just, wow. feel so blessed. I don't want okay. any women listening, feeling like, Ah. <laughs> no, like I'm okay. So let, let's talk about, <clears throat> okay. So I've been really, how do I say this? I'm obsessed with Jay Shetty's podcast. And for anyone who knows anything about Jay Shetty, he's a former monk. He's very much into spirituality and he mixes the modern day world um, with educating people on spirituality. And he's done a couple of podcasts with Dr. Joe Dispenza. And Dr. Oh. Joe Dispenza mixes spirituality and science. Oh. And so he helps break things down so that you can completely understand for people who may not necessarily be believers or come from the spiritual side of things. And there was a recent episode on healing that I listened to that totally blew my mind because, you know, when you know, the the medical field, they're looking at, you know, matter versus matter, but he is, and he's got like facts to prove it. And they're now using his um, research and stuff in like well-known universities and institutions, but how he's been able to heal people just through energy, through spirit. And it's, it's, and so I think about when you talk about when you were pregnant and you're like, you were in this calm state with your, your first son and you're like, yeah, no, everything's gonna be fine. And the fact that you, they said you're an anomaly, but it's because your your mental and emotional state allowed you to be in a frequency in a in a spiritual yep. state. Yeah, that you had more power through yeah. the spirit than what they were trying to do in the physical world. Like, there's some people that may not even understand what I'm saying right now. Oh, like, see, McKinney, <laughs> this is the conversation that I would, I will gladly have forever because <laughs> I am so into this. Okay, so as a physiotherapist, totally science based, which is why I was dropping out every second day, and mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, but what about spirit, guys? Yeah, what about, yeah, no, your studies are showing us that X, Y, and Z actually have zero effect. But explain to me how this patient got better. Oh, I'll tell you what it is. It's spirit. It's frequency. It's consciousness. It's energy. And they were looking at me like, you got to get out of here. Yeah. (laughs) No, well, no. I will fight this until the cows come home because that's the thing. Yeah. What you're saying, like they used to, that stuff used to be considered taboo and science wasn't really looking at that stuff, but there's certain yes. doctors, like I said, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Um, and I think there's another, um, um, uh, psychologist or psychotherapist. Her name is Mary. I can't remember. I just read her book too. Her book's called the way to integrity. Mary, I can't remember, but basically they have gone against the grain and yep. have now made it more of a normal thing to look at especially when the medical field and medicines and things are not working, how people are actually getting healed and looking at their, their mental emotional state, looking at their practices of uh, meditation and prayer and things on a spiritual level 
and how they can actually prove that it's working. Like people who had spinal injuries, people that had things like cancer, all these things that the medicine was not working, but them going to these retreats and practicing continuously with their their meditation and spiritual practices, how they were actually healed through that. And there's something like I tell my kids all the time. Like if you think about when you get a cut, when you hurt yourself, and you know, people are sometimes really quick to run to the doctor, but the doctor doesn't heal you. It's your body healing itself. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like if you have a cut and they tell you, like, just leave it alone, whatever. You're, it's your body healing itself. If we look at, um, and I've spoken about this a couple of times in the podcast, where I look at my own health issues, where I used to be like sick seven I'm going to say seven out of seven days a week. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was having fibromyalgia flare ups. I was in pain all the time. I was having, you know, dizzy spells and migraines and, you know, causing anxiety and depression, you name it. But for the last, I'm going to say, well, since I had my surgery, in maybe 2018, my focus has been on healing. And yeah. the more that I've put practices mm-hmm. into place, with being in nature, with gratitude, with walking, with drinking water, with my focus being on healing and healing wholeheartedly. So physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I have not been sick where my fibromyalgia before, if I got a cold where, you know, the average person would be better in a week, I would be sick for like three months. I have not had a cold in years. Like all of these things, how I, and people I'm going to say again, you know, some people may not even understand this. They'll be like, what the heck are you trying to say right now? No, you're articulating <laughs> but- <laughs> it perfectly. You are articulating it really well. But people don't realize how much our minds, our thought process, our feelings affect our physical health and how all of those flare ups I was having before, because I wasn't processing my feelings, it was trapped emotions, causing me the pain, causing me the anxiety, causing all of those things. And now that I have learned to process those emotions and have healthy coping mechanisms in place with my daily uh, routines and practices, I'm not in that space anymore. I don't feel the pain that I once felt. I don't feel, you know, I now have the energy to do the things that I love. And like, Sometimes people are like, how are you able to, you know, you're a single mom of three and you have a podcast and you coach clients and you do all, how? And the same way I, well, I look at you, Dana, where I'm just like, you're a mom of five and you, you're a co-founder of a company with your husband and you're a psychotherapist. Like you, you know what I mean? But you have yeah. the energy to do these things because we're not looking at it from the same lens as someone yes. else may maybe. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to take it back to like a Bible verse and I'm not going to say it exactly. This is paraphrased, (laughs) (laughs) but it's the whole concept when Jesus says, turn thy cheek. Mm -hmm. So, and I just had this conversation with my son last night. He is having a little bit of anxiety and worry over the smallest thing. For example, there's this algae in his fish aquarium and he's realized that algae can contribute to um, like a dry throat, uh, sneezings, headaches, and he hasn't been on top of cleaning the algae out. And anyways, we cleaned the algae out. We got that all taken care of. And he said to me, he's like, mom, I'm still worrying. And I was like, honey, you know what? It's okay. You're just going to turn your cheek. He's like, what do you mean? I said, as soon as you start worrying, let's pretend worrying is on the right half of your face. You can see it there. Let's give it a color. Say the color's blue. You see the blue on that right-hand side of your face. You're going to turn your cheek. So you're turning. And then you're going to be looking towards yellow or white, which is on the other half of your face. He's like, yeah, but what if the blue creeps back in? I said, that's fine. It's going to. You're going to glance at it. You're going to observe and witness that it's there. And then you're going to turn your cheek towards the yellow. And eventually you're going to be doing 360s. You're going to be spinning around and around. And eventually (laughs) that blue, it just isn't going to have a place to sit anymore because you're so focused in on the yellow. It's just Mm -hmm. the way that our minds work. If we focus on something, we attract it. So whatever you want to focus on is what you're going to attract into your experience. So choose what you want to focus your attention on. And it's not going to be easy. I'm not saying that that blue isn't going to come back into your view. It will, but you're going to mm-hmm. choose to look away from it. Every time it comes, you're going to see it, notice it, acknowledge it, feel responsible for the fact that it's there. And you're going to responsibly choose to accept a different color, which is the yellow or whatever it is. You know, I'm just using mm-hmm. this as an example, but mm-hmm. yeah, just turn your cheek and don't look back. Another yeah. thing. Oh my goodness. I feel like I'm just quoting the Bible left, right and center, but you know, when Jesus Go ahead, girl. Came, 
You know, when he heals uh, the man from being blind, maybe it's a woman. At any rate, he says, don't look back. Go Mm. forward and don't look back. Mm -hmm. Essentially meaning, yes, you're healed. Don't go and tell all your friends about how you used to be blind and how you couldn't see. And No, you go forward Mm -hmm. and speak nothing of this because you are in a new place and a new reality. So Mm. don't speak about the past burdens and traumas and what have you, because that is not your experience anymore. And the more you speak about them, you bring them back into your present experience. So Mm -hmm. move forward. Move towards the light, move toward what it is you want, have conversations that are uplifting, conversations that are constructive, conversations about other people that are constructive and uplifting. Don't badmouth other people. It just brings Mm -hmm. you into a totally different vibration that is not a healing vibration. Absolutely. When you say that, I was thinking about, so I just finished reading uh, Oprah and Dr. Joe Perry's book. It's called What Happened to You, but it's talking about how to heal from trauma, how to move forward, and like how, I guess, the brain processes it and what we can do differently. And there's, okay, so I already know from everything that I've studied with the mindset coaching is, um, you know, your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between fact or fiction. So mm-hmm. anything that it's thinking, it feels like it's happening right now in that very moment. So when we constantly go back to those negative or, you know, traumatic moments and we, it triggers a feeling within us, but there's a part of your brain that makes, like, it feels as though you're in that moment, like the hurt and all of those feelings, um, it stirs up because that part of your brain doesn't know that it's not happening right now. So you feel that thing all over again. So there's a lot of us who are ruminating on our past experiences yeah. that are basically putting ourselves in the position to constantly be feeling that pain. Exactly what I'm saying. You just articulated yeah. it so well. <laughs> and that is why you just got to move forward from it because you don't want your subconscious mind to manifest more of what you don't want because mm-hmm. it is like the obedient giant that's just going to produce whatever it is that you're thinking about and to go back into those areas of pain your subconscious it, it like you said it doesn't decipher between hey this is what i want versus what i don't want mm-hmm. it's just going to bring you more of it mm-hmm. yeah what we focus on grows yes yes so okay so with all that you do because you're an amazing human how do you take care of you how do you take care of dana what's your self-care routine look like you are amazing mckinney let's just say that like <laughs> Oh, Thank just you. building <laughs> such a legacy for all the incredible women who listen to your podcast and feel uplifted. And you really are a vessel. You know that? Like, you really are a vessel Thank for the you. highest of everyone. Absolutely. Okay, sorry. Um, your question. <laughs> I just want to talk more about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the, 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 the humility means like, okay, this is not about me. I've already talked enough on this episode. <laughs> it's all about you. <laughs> Well, hey, humility is one of your cornerstone values, McKinney, and you really mm-hmm. are humble, 100%. And it it shows and it, it carries through in the words that you speak and the way that you speak. And I just want you to know that 100%, that is a part of you. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful example for us to follow in. So thank, thank you, Dana. You. Yeah. Self-care 101. Um, <laughs> uh, so I meditate every day. That mm-hmm. is my silent, quiet time with my inner being, source, God, whatever you want to label that. Um, I also do yoga. So we have a sauna and I crank it up to 180, dripping sweat. <laughs> I love it. It's like my way of releasing all the toxins, all any negativity. I call them mental bombardments. Um, We can call them impingements. These are all things and energy that you pick up from even other people around you that isn't necessarily Mm -hmm. your Mm -hmm. own negativity. So I shed that off multiple times a day. I just say to myself, I now release all negativity, mental bombardments, impingements, fears, doubts are now uh, out casted from my being. I no longer accept them. Um, I send all the dark and gray atoms to the mineral kingdom to be transmuted in the light. Um, I am telling you all the things I say. (laughs) Um, 
But yeah, I go through these uh, affirmations with myself and I, I sweat it out and I release it and I let it go. And then I come to a clear place and I do my yoga and I listen to the Devi prayer, D-E-V-I. It is phenomenal. It's on um, Spotify. I listen to her prayer and it's just very soothing music and I do some yoga and then I do 15 or 20 minutes of meditation and I start my day like that every day without fail. That is my one thing. It's a non-negotiable. The kids know it. My husband knows it. And yeah, it's just a non-negotiable. That is my boundary. If I'm going to get through this day in a way that is healthy for everyone in the family, then that is something that needs to happen right off the hop. I love it. I love it. The results are in the routine. Yeah. Right. And nature every day, I need to like be barefoot on the grass or on the snow or whatever. I need that grounding. Um, I also use chakra meditation crystals. We actually sell them through our website on Revival. I place Mm -hmm. them on all the corresponding chakras and I do like a chakra alignment routine as part of my meditation. Um, Lots of water. Lemon and water is a really nice thing too, you know? Do you do lemon Mm -hmm. and I do a lot of water. Um, I haven't done the lemon and water, but um, I'm very, I'm going to say I used to be really bad at it. But for the last, again, two years, my focus on making sure that I'm staying hydrated. So I have my one gallon uh, water bottle that I sip on throughout yeah. the day. So I'm, I've got my water in front of me right now. So I'm, yeah. I'm constantly re-energizing with the water. Yeah. And can I just say this? How cool is this? So... <laughs> Water molecules never go away. Like Mm. the whole concept of this is just, again, one of these things that blows my mind. Like we could be drinking water that Jesus Christ drank. Like it is Mm. the coolest thing to me that that there's energy in these molecules of water. Yes. Yes. It's really phenomenal. Um, Another, you know, another little thing that I do, this is, your listeners are going to be like, whoa, she's out there. I will take a sip of my water and I'll say to myself, I assimilate into my being all truth, divine Mm. truth, divine order, because I know that those molecules have just like us, like everlasting life. And Mm -hmm. and I'm assimilating, assimilating, assimilating emphasis. I don't know where to place the emphasis here. When I say it out loud, it sounds different than in my head. (laughs) 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 like into our whole body and then you know this whole concept of feeling alone or separate from source or separated from god or how whatever it is that you believe in if you do that and you drink in that water and you know that water molecules just constantly recycle and they've been through the body of jesus christ or through the body of buddha or whoever whatever you believe in you're just never alone anyways it's just a way for me to be reminded that I'm drinking this water and it's a physical reminder that I'm just never alone. Like source Mm -hmm. God is always with me. Never alone. Amen. Amen. I love that. I love that. So. And and I I do gratitude. I do gratitude journaling too, Makini. You sent me your gratitude journal. I love it. If your listeners don't have it, it's just such a game changer. Such a game changer. Yeah. It's wonderful. Awesome. Awesome. I feel like we could talk for like another hour and a half. <laughs> so we're going to have to definitely oh, do yeah. a part two. <laughs> yeah. Before we go to the final segment of the show, I want you to tell the listeners where they can stay connected with you online and to get more from you and learn more about what you do. So my Instagram handle, I have two. We have Revival by Martin and Co., um, and that is our Reclaimed Wood Watch business, which, as you so beautifully articulated, is our vessel to help women and children abroad. So for every watch purchased, we donate 25% of our proceeds to Water Aid Canada. Uh, and we have to sick kids in the past also. We're focusing on Water Aid right now just because my affinity towards water is just so strong um, mm-hmm. with everything I've said about water and the fact that our bodies are 60% water. And if we don't have water, we literally just like the air we breathe, which is <laughs> water <laughs> in a different form. Um, we don't we to, to be physical beings on this planet. So um, yeah, 25% goes to water in Canada for their tireless work. And we have been funding, um, 
a project in Tanzania, which was the maternal and infant ward. And now they're moving on to the Her Wash program. Anyways, I'm, I'm going on a segue here. So Revival by Martin and Co. is one way. Um, and then my personal account is uh, Dana Ruby Martin. And that's on Instagram also. Um, I'm not really big on Facebook. I mean, I guess they're connected, obviously, but I'm just more on Instagram than Facebook. <laughs> totally understand. I totally yeah. enjoy Instagram way more than Facebook. Yeah. So I will definitely have the links to all of those in the detailed section below your episode so they don't have to search too far. Amazing. And for the final segment, it's almost like a rapid fire. Uh, I call okay. it a walk in her wisdom. And I just ask a couple of quick reflection questions and you share the first thing that comes to mind. It could be one word or one sentence. Sometimes I break my own rules. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> oh, this is fun. I like this. It's like a game. Okay, let's go. Yes. <laughs> All right. If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say and why? It would say, we are all one and we are love. Okay. Name a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life. Oh, do I have to pick one? Mm, You can pick two. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm going to say the Bible for sure, because every time I read any section of it, I'm just blown away more and more as my understanding and my spiritual unfolding takes place. There's just, Mm -hmm. I, I, I takes me to a different level of understanding. So I'm going to start with that one. Um, and then, um, I really liked the book untamed by Glennon Doyle. I read that last Mm. in like a weekend because I just couldn't put it down. I just loved the, her writing style. I felt like she was one of my friends that I would just sit in a room and chat with her, that she was just so real. So I would say mm-hmm. that book was pretty good. Yeah. I loved it. I listened to the audiobook uh, a couple months ago. Yeah. It's pretty good. Hey, I like it. Yeah. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What Do I get to ask you-, you these questions back? <laughs> We should do a reverse and you can interview me one day. <laughs> okay. So when we do part two, I get to ask you the questions. Deal? Okay. okay. Deal. Deal. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, what have you become better at saying no to in the last five years? And that could be distractions, invitations, family. Oh, I would say invitations. Okay. Yep. Because I've, I've learned that it's really important to seal up your energy and there's so many energy vampires out there Mm, and your energy mm -hmm. doesn't lie. And so, you know, and it's really hard. It's really hard, especially if they've been really good friends for a long time. And suddenly you realize, Hey, after I get together with that friend, I don't energetically feel very well. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, in the last five years, I will definitely say that has been a hard thing to do, but a very necessary thing. Yeah. I love it. I would also say that for social media too. Like I'm not a big scroller. I've, I'm very intentional. I do my posts and then I, so the people that I DM with are the people mm-hmm. that I interact with. So then I'll go through my DMs and then check what's going on in their life because I like to stay connected with them. But mm-hmm. I find that a really nice way to stop me from scrolling because random things come into my feed that I'm just like, wait a second, I didn't need to see that. Yeah, it didn't make me feel good. So yeah, I've got really tight boundaries on social media usage. I love that. Okay, what new belief, behavior or habit has improved your life in the last five years? Okay, so the whole concept of mindset and knowing that we have the power to choose and select what we want to think about. And the minute we select them, if we put a little bit of action or initiation into that choice, then like we had kind of touched on our subconscious mind, or we could call it like the obedient giant within us, Mm -hmm. like literally starts the momentum going and we are Mm co-creators. So I would say in the last five years, just really beginning to understand that the selection or the choice and then that initiation of what it is that we desire is really key. Love it. Love it. Okay. And last but not least, when and where are you the happiest? Oh, I'm just the happiest when I'm with my kids. Like, especially like when we're at the lake, like just seeing that infinite, like, you know, where the sunset and the sky meets the lake line and you just can't see anything beyond that. When I'm like with my kids on the beach and, and that's like with my family, my husband too, and just seeing that, that is my happy favorite place to be. I love it. I love it so much. Honestly, I'm like... 
I can't believe we live so far. Well, I guess we live kind of far from each other. We so we're do two, live two far. hours. I know because <laughs> so just like, McKinney, like McKinney, you're the kind of friend that I want to just be like, hey, I've got takeout. I'm coming over. You know, right? Like, that's what I'm just about to say. That's what I want. Like, that's totally what I want. Hey, I'm just going for a walk. I'm coming by your place. Like, that's what I need. <laughs> like a glass of wine and some deep conversation. Right? Yes. Totally. Oh, it's mutual, my friend. Well, I'm going to make a trip out to you very soon. Um, okay. So we'll we'll work on the details because we need okay, to make this amazing. happen. It's it's warm outside. So we'll make it an outdoor. We'll do a picnic or something. Yes, I would love that. And when my kids are a little bit older and I can like, because I'm still nursing Vera when she's mm-hmm. like not nursing anymore. My kids usually nurse till they're three. But when she's not, then <laughs> I'm going to come Vera away. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. No problem. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Honestly, thank you so much, Dana, for taking the time to join us, for sharing all of your gems with us. I truly, truly appreciate you. Oh, I love you. Thank you for having me. What an honor. What an honor, McKinney. Oh, I love you too. Thank you. Well, you have the best day. (laughs) You have the best day, my friend. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Bye. To all you legacy leavers out there, until next time, subscribe on all platforms and don't forget to rate the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. And thank you so, so much to all of you that continue to listen because thanks to you, we globally rank in the top 1.5% of most popular shows out of all podcasts. That's over 2.5 million shows. Join the community of Legacy Leavers and sign up for our weekly newsletter at awalkamystilettos.com to receive your free copy of the Gratitude Journal. And you can also grab a copy of any of my other personal development books available online everywhere. And if you could think of, I'm going to challenge you to three women that would receive value from today's show, please share it with them. Feel free to screenshot this week's episode and you can tag us on Instagram. You can tag Dana at Dana Ruby Martin or at Revival by Martin and Co. And you can tag myself at The Real McKinney Smith. Continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling.